Hello everyone, this is Kelly Beard of KarmaTools.com and this is your weekly forecast for November 29th through December 5th of 2020. So this week kicks off on Monday, November 30th with Mercury sextiling Saturn. So we talked about this last week, how it hit Jupiter and Pluto first. And so here we get to really clarify our thoughts and get real about some things and probably make some decisions and commitments to a certain degree. This energy is really good for being able to objectively see what needs to be changed, fixed, or stabilized in your life or environment. One expression of this energy is a tendency toward depression or apathy, but a better expression would be facing what needs to be done and following through on what you have already begun. You may feel the need to organize things at home or work, or perhaps take a class or workshop of some sort that will help you attain your current goals. Either way, be focused, but not too serious, balance in all things. It's only when you focus on the lack and limitation that you feel overwhelmed and sometimes helpless. That's not the point of this energy. It's just time to do some serious thinking, tend to the details, take stock and make changes accordingly. Okay, Saturn just gets us real focused and determined and serious and hopefully organized and stable as well. So where our thoughts may have been erratic and all over the place, or maybe if you're lucky, you had multiple options to choose from or just choices and decisions that have to be made. Saturn helps do that with a sextile. It's an opportunity to do it with ease and grace and to be more responsible and to not give in to that depression or overwhelm that can also sometimes come up. Now, same day as is the eclipse. So I like having Mercury sextile Saturn to sort of anchor what I am thinking about, number one, because what you think about, you bring about. Whatever you think about all day basically tells the universe where your consciousness is and, and what you're all about. So we want to make sure we're in the right zone there. And then Saturn being responsible for our ideas, thoughts, and concepts. But with this ease and grace, sextiles an opportunity. That's a good thing to have on the day of an, you know, especially with Mercury ruling the eclipse because it rules Gemini. And it is a full moon lighting up the Gemini sector of your chart, saying that there is a completion there. There is something that has run its course, a way that you have communicated, a way that you express yourself, your own ideas and things that have either run their course completely and they're done, or they have come to their completion at this level and need to be up-leveled. Just like your consciousness needs to improve and constantly be putting good things in there to keep it healthy. So any Gemini full moon activates the need to release old thinking, old ideas, old paradigms, old thought patterns, and most of all, old ways of communicating on multiple levels. But you add a lunar eclipse to the mix and it signals bigger cycles and patterns, ending and beginning, individually, socially, and collectively. It is a delicious opportunity to change your thinking in a fundamental way, which will shift the path that you're on. Eclipses facilitate course corrections, and you may want to reflect on any resonant choices made back in 2010 to 2013 or 2001 to 2003. That is the complete cycle of Gemini Sag eclipses with the midpoint being 2010 to 2013 that may resonate. You may have some memories of some common themes that are similar to 2020 and 2021. As we are able to release debilitating mental patterns, We open up space and energy for the seeds of the Sagittarius new moon solar eclipse 
which is birthing a much larger truth and purpose for one and all. This eclipse series will go a long way toward changing conceptions and perceptions in radical ways in incredibly short periods of time, all things considered. Since Gemini likes duality, you can see two distinct types of people emerging at this time. Everyone is transitioning. We are either leaving the darkness and coming into the light or leaving the light and moving into the darkness. It appears that for those who have been diligent in owning their choices and dedicated to choosing with more consciousness, they have more options. For those who have been committed to changing their lives for the better, for those who have been consistently cleaning their karmic debris and clearing their emotional debris, you are the ones leaving the darkness and coming into the light. For those who have been avoiding, postponing, suppressing, repressing, shaming and blaming others, the world, etc., they seem to be the ones who have coasted or escaped accountability thus far and are upset that they are being poked and pushed out of their comfort zones and some are reacting angrily, some are mourning, but either way, this group is moving into a dark period when everything they have avoided owning and being responsible for comes to the surface all at once. It is overwhelming either way. Here's the thing though, both are valid. Both are natural. Both are in divine order with the evolution taking place at this time. Nothing is good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. And we are back to Gemini moon of any kind that affects our thinking and mental outlook. So however things are unfolding for you in your life, know that it is temporary and act accordingly. If you have come into some blessings and abundance, how can you parlay that into something sustainable for the near and long-term future? And if you have experienced severe loss lately, how can you cooperate with what is leaving your life and create a welcome, inviting space for new energy to come in? Gemini energy is all about gathering and disseminating data or information. And when you are in transition, yes, some decisions need to be made, but not before gathering sufficient information and reviewing your options to some extent. So while there may be a variety of irritating delays, retrogrades notwithstanding, rather than allow rage and frustration to block your ability to see, hear, and feel the subtle communications from great spirit or the universe, rather than that, instead, breathe and use the energy that is available to you at this time, and that is the energy of change and choice. If we can change our minds and our thinking, then when we get to the Sag new moon, we can birth a new story through our new choices. I'd like to add here that we have three Gemini Sag eclipses in 2020 and three more in 2021. Of the six, four of them are Sag energy. So I feel like the whole goal of the eclipse series in general is helping us release debilitating thinking that is not healthy for anyone, let alone everyone, and open ourselves and society up to a larger, brighter story that is truly possible, but only if we let truth win over lies, imagination over the monkey mind, and heart and soul over numbing food and pharmaceuticals. Ultimately, it's a reminder that we still have free will and choice. So let go of your past and open your heart and imagination to a new future that is more supportive of humanity and earth and less destructive to all life. Deep breath, deep breath. Lots of deep breathing during Gemini moon cycles.
but definitely over the next two weeks. On the 5th of December, which takes us all the way to Saturday, we have Venus trying Neptune. This is a very supportive energy for dreaming your world into being. Allow your imagination some latitude to wander and see where it leads. Play with what if scenarios. I really encourage this. The eclipses and all, this is another good one to have around this eclipse. For example, what if all your material needs and desires were taken care of? What would you dedicate your time, energy, and resources to? You may be very empathic and connected to others and what they are going through at this time. So maintain adequate boundaries. Neptune can activate a very spiritual encounter with another human being, friend, family, or lover, but only time will tell if it is Neptune playing tricks on you or if it is truly a spiritual connection. So that is an important one to know that trines are blessings and ease and it's a very subtle energy and then you add Neptune to it as well and it gets more subtle. So let's just be mindful of our boundaries and at the same time, like it said, play with some what if scenarios. Let your imagination have some space because that's the only way. If we let the monkey mind decide on what it's seen with its eyes, we're in trouble. But if you let your higher self choose from the heart and you stay in your Venus feminine role of what is good for all life, then we can really dream up something new. And I'm telling you, there's ways to do it. Trust that. Please trust that. I can't go into it right now, <laughs> but I've had too many experiences to know that we can live in harmony on the earth together. Anyway, my postscript of this weekly forecast is that some of you subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channels, so you are automatically notified when I upload things. But the rest of my circle may not realize that I posted some bonus goodies recently, so I'm sharing them here. Enjoy. There's the 1111 portal energetic overview, which is 29 minutes, and you can listen to it on an audio only or watch the video on YouTube, which is a sunset. This is an excerpt from the 1111 portal teleconference I co-hosted with Shanta Gabriel. She did an amazing meditation, and I talked about the rare and potent energies surrounding our 1111 portal, which we are very much still in the zone of. So have fun with that. And I also posted a 2020 introduction to Chiron and Aries, which is 36 minutes. Again, you can listen to the audio or watch the video. There is no blog post for these things. I'm sorry. This is a special bonus audio I put together. And by the way, both of these audios are raw. They are not edited and cleaned up like I normally do. So I apologize for any weird sounds or background noise. As an invitation to anyone who wants to dive deeper with this, that's Chiron and Aries is very special. It's going on for the next several years. It's affecting anyone that has Aries, Libra, or Cancer, Capricorn, but it's especially affecting those born 1968 to 77 who live with Chiron and Aries. So Chiron itself represents the part of us that we come in to learn about, heal, and transform. And eventually, because of that wisdom, we end up helping others. So if you email me directly and let me know that you're interested in learning more about Chiron and Aries specifically, I will put together a free call to cover it. And when I do, most of you know my post-call goodies always include where these planets or moons are affecting you personally. So you will find out where your Chiron is and how to work with it more consciously. And that's it for bonus goodies. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate such a thing, 
I am not into the Thanksgiving holiday as much as I am into the Sagittarius season of gratitude. So much love and gratitude to you, my circle and my people and those you share me with and anyone hearing this or seeing this down the road. I would love to connect directly, reach out as needed and called, and I will be in touch very soon. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Much love. This is Kelly Beard of Karmic Tools signing off.